The last of the Predators report cards are here. Today we got Ryan McDonough and Jeremy Lazan, two people who have an interesting future with the team now that Andrew Burnett's in charge. We'll talk about them today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate you making us your first listen and a special hello to all you loyal Locked On Predheads out there. You know who you are, the everydayers who tune into us every single morning. We appreciate you uh, tuning in and all the support you give us. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penley Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. All right. Full disclosure, uh, we meant to have report cards wrapped up like two weeks ago. Fair. And then, you know. It's not our fault. Change their coach. <laughs> so stuff, you know, kind of came up. That's right. Barry Trotz, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. But, yeah. but also thank you because you also gave us two weeks of great content. Oh, my goodness. And it's just beginning. Like, I am super excited to learn a little bit more about Andrew Brunette, to hear a little bit more from him. We've got development camp coming up. So it's going to be really interesting to uh, see what happens in this offseason with the Predators. It will not be boring, my friends. Yeah. I, I also I don't know if you have heard this, Anne, but there's a draft uh, in Nashville in two weeks. I, I'm i telling you. And here's what I was thinking about today. Um, I was kind of thinking about like, okay, people are talking about what's Barry Trotz going to do? Is he going to trade Soros? You know, we're all talking about Soros trade talk. And if he does, you know, what's he going to do? Is he going to move up in the draft? And I'm like, Barry Trotz has to keep in the back of his mind that at some point he will need a bathroom break. So he might not want to keep getting picks because there is this whole table of Nashville Predators folks who have so many picks, they will never get a chance to pee. Yeah. So be mindful of that, Nashville Predators folks. You're going to need a bathroom break. I wonder if they just give up in like the sixth or seventh round and just be like, I, I don't know. who Who's <laughs> the best available from Finland? Go get that guy. That's right. That's Whatever right. his name is. And it, and it, you know what? It could turn out really, really well. Pecorine was an eighth round draft pick. Yeah. He didn't end up around that shabby. doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. So Carlos Screstens, the first ever Predators draft pick to play in an NHL game. Huh. Ninth round. Really? Was the last pick in the Predators' very first draft. And he was the first Predators draft pick to play. That is so cool. Yeah. A bit, so of, cool. yeah. Bit, bit of trivia for you there. Yeah. Lots of draft coverage coming up later this week. Sure. Uh, you and I are going to be talking with Eric Denae, uh more in the coming weeks. He's got some guys the Preds uh, can take at pick number 24. Uh, he's also going to tell us some late round sleepers, some guys that if you see their names pop up in you know third, fourth, fifth round, whatever it is, you probably want to see the Predators reach for them. Uh, we've also had plenty of other stuff. Uh, with Eric, including who he thinks the Predators should take uh, with the number 15 pick, some good options there. So go back in our archives, our YouTube channel, or whatever podcast platform you use, and listen to some of his old draft coverage. But today, Anne, we've got report cards to talk about. And they're wow. two, our last two. Thank God, thank God we made it. 
and it's it's two interesting players, Ryan McDonough and Jeremy Lazan. The defense for the Nashville Predators was trash last year. There's probably going to be some changes in the way Andrew Burnett wants to do things. So that leaves and or Ryan McDonough and Jeremy Lazan in an interesting place in this organization. Yes, with so many potential changes underway, you know, we have the privilege of doing a look back when we do report cards, but you can't talk about Ryan Patrick and Jeremy Lazan without also having to have a little bit of a conversation about what is coming up for them. And a lot happened last season that may affect their future with the Nashville Predators and how they're used and what Andrew Brunette wants to do with them. So I think this is definitely a report card. It's a look back. It's a summary of their season, but we're also going to have to talk about like, what does next season potentially look like for Ryan McDonough, for Jeremy Lazon, and for this Nashville Predators defense? Because a lot, a lot could happen that may affect what happens defensively moving forward. There's a lot of moving parts right now. Agreed. Let's talk about Ryan McDonough a little bit, because this was uh, pretty much the big offseason acquisition for the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, they traded Philip Myers, who, you know, didn't exactly work as a player, but because of his contract situation was actually a pretty big trade chip uh, for mm-hmm. a team like Tampa Bay that needed cap space. Ryan McDonough was the guy that came in, had about, you know, six, about six and a half million dollars a year, three years left on that deal. So this was a big commitment for the Nashville Predators. His first season, two goals, 18 assists for 20 points in 71 games. And what's your one word to describe Ryan McDonough's first season with the Nashville Predators? So I'm going to absolutely steal a word that uh, John Cooper used to describe Ryan McDonough, Ryan Patrick, as I like to call him, because, you know, he's one of my faves. He's our guy. He's our guy. Um, so in the tribute video that the Tampa Bay Lightning did for Ryan McDonough when he came back to Tampa Bay for the first time, there was a quote in there that uh, head coach John Cooper said, and he referred to Ryan McDonough as a stabilizer. And I absolutely think that nails Ryan Patrick uh who he is as a player, but I also think there's an element of that that we saw last season and that we are going to continue to need from Ryan McDonough as the Predators move forward. You know, this is a little bit of who he is. You know, part of that is his experience. This is a guy who this is the first time he's ever missed the postseason. This is somebody who's been a captain for the Rangers. This is somebody who's won two Stanley Cups. You know, experience, age, that makes him sort of a stabilizing force. But I also think who he is as a player, you know, this is not a Roman Yossi guy. This is a guy who is um, more kind of boots on the ground, more defensively minded player, And I think for the Nashville Predators, in a lot of cases, when he wasn't injured, he was a stabilizing force, not even just on the ice, but off the ice. I think big locker room guy. So for me, my one word is stabilizer. He just sort of 
kept a crazy, a bat poop crazy Nashville Predators season. Uh, he was a force that kind of kept things uh, a little bit stable for the Predators. Yeah. It's funny because everybody, you know, nowadays talks about like, oh, the, the locker room guy sort of being an right. overrated role. Um, and then you have a situation like you did this past season for the Nashville Predators where pretty much all of your superstars get hurt. And then you have all of these new people coming in the lineup, guys making their NHL debuts, guys playing their first extended minutes right. uh, consistently in the NHL. And Ryan McDonough is, is kind of the guy that kept the glue together, you know, not just him, but guys like Colton Sissons, uh, Tyson mm-hmm. Berry, who was a new guy yep. also came in and kind of was a stabilizing force. That's why everybody called him mom. Love for it. me, my one word to describe Ryan McDonough, and I know you're going to love this, Anne, okay. is Roy Kent. Oh, come on. Now, anybody, on. Who, knows, anybody who knows Ted Lasso uh, knows what I'm talking about here. Roy Kent, season one, he was this kind of distinguished, you know, world soccer superstar who's in his, you know, late 30s. Like his best years are behind him. He knows he's retiring soon. You know, he's like, he's a step behind everybody. Yes. You know, he's getting beating and training all the, you know, people <laughs> like coaches and stuff are yes. talking about how slow he is. But what happens in the very last episode of season one? You know, he winds up just going out. Jamie Tart has a wide open net uh, to shoot on. And here comes Roy Kent with just this amazing, you know, kind of gritty defensive play. Winds up tearing his leg in half. Let's hope that doesn't happen to Ryan McDonough. But that's kind of like the same thing. Like Ryan McDonough is not the Ryan McDonough of, you know, six, seven years ago when he's scoring, you know, 14 goals a year and and topping 40 points for the New York Rangers, uh, you know, consistent, you know, Norris buzz. He's not that guy anymore. He's taken a step back. But that doesn't mean he can't have value in a role to this team. And I think you saw that a lot last year where, you know, he's not the puck carrying guy. You know, if you try to get him to do like, you know, that chase game against the other team's top lines, that's, I think, when his struggles came into play a little bit. But when you put him on the penalty kill, come on, that that man can play some stay at home defense. You know, when you're asking him to go and kind of win a puck battle in the corner, that guy can win a puck battle in the corner. So he's not the same guy, and it's inter- we'll talk about this in a little bit, and maybe not you know ideal fit for what Andrew Burnett wants to do, but that doesn't mean he can't be a good role player for the Nashville Predators. Somebody that can go out there and play really solid, mistake-free hockey for you know 15 minutes a night on, on your bottom pair. Yep. No, I agree with you. And I, I love the Roy Kent analogy because he isn't the same player that he was, you know, with the Rangers and probably is not the same player that he was with Tampa Bay when he won the cup. But the value that he brings, I think you can't underestimate it, especially off the ice. There is something to be said about having a guy who has done it. 
who has made it all the way and won the Stanley Cup, who knows exactly what it takes, especially as this team is looking to reset. We're going to be looking at a lot of younger faces. And to have a voice in that locker room who can say, this is what it's going to take to these young players who haven't been there, I think it's huge. And, you know, on ice, very Roy Kent. Not the same guy, but still value. Love the Roy Kent. Maybe fewer F-bombs. He's here. He's there. He's every where. Yeah. Ryan McDonough. And himself, you know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Interesting conversation on Ryan McDonough because, you know, what is his role going to be next year? And uh, what does he think about his role next year and whether the Preds can get to the Stanley Cup? Plus, we also have thoughts on Jeremy Lazan, another Uh, Preds blue liner, maybe somebody with a little bit of a different future here in Nashville. We'll talk about both in just one second. But first, want to mention today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Ryan McDonough knows from his time in Tampa Bay that championship winning teams, it's all about making sure every player on that roster is a perfect fit. Well, it's the exact same way when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right to make that baby work. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. All you need to do is add your ride to the My Garage feature and look for the green check mark to know whether each part will fit. And if it doesn't, your money back. That's because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million different parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right price on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. All right, Ann, we are talking about Ryan Patrick McDonough as you have coined him yes well his uh, mom did actually i just looked it up but well yeah but, RPM but i think people were just content with calling him ryan mcdonough until you started this uh yeah the, the ryan patrick phase yeah what what do you make of maybe his role on this team moving forward now that we have established he's maybe not the player we thought he would be but that doesn't mean he doesn't have value Yeah, I do think that he's really important. So much about the Nashville Predators moving forward, people are talking about these young players. We're talking about Luke Evangelista. We're talking about what's Cody Glass going to do in this next season. We're talking about will we see Joachim Kimmel? Um, But I think you have to remember how valuable players like Tyson Berry, like Ryan Patrick are going to be to this team because this is not a rebuild. You know, if you ask Barry Trotz, the timeline is not so long that they're really starting from the ground up. And I think when you look at a player like Ryan McDonough, again, who has been there, who has done it, who has won it, I think his value is going to be high. I would say his value probably off ice may be more important than on ice. I also think you really have to find the right defensive partner for Ryan McDonough. I think I agree with that. You know, we we saw in the beginning of the season, the Ekholm McDonough kind of dream didn't really materialize like at all, (laughs) y'all. And I think you have to find the right 
partner for Ryan McDonough. I think you've got somebody who is a really good defenseman, a good stay-at-home defenseman. So give him a partner who maybe wants to get a little bit more mixed into the offense when you've got a guy like Ryan McDonough who could be more defensively solid. So I think there's a good opportunity for him, but you have got to find the right pair. Like you've got to find the right guy because Ryan McDonough could do so much for the right defensive partner. Yeah. And, and the good, you know, we had Roman Yossi as his defensive partner for a while mm-hmm. last year. And, you know, that helped Yossi to kind of stabilize that top pair. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're Andrew Burnett's going to this new puck possession based, right. you know, very fast up and down the ice. You know, if you, if that top line loses the puck, you expect your guys to go out there, stick with them, skate and challenge them. And it, it's not unfair to question that, that might not be the best kind of fit for Ryan McDonough anymore. So, you know, who, who is going to be the right fit? There's three guys. There's three right-handed shots now, Tyson Berry, Alexander Carey, and Dante Fabro, assuming right. one of those three don't get moved, which who, who knows, knows what's going to happen <laughs> at this point and this who summer. Knows? Um, but, you know, Ryan McDonough, I think, maybe a guy like Jeremy Lazan, who we're going to talk about here in a second, like Mm -hmm. on the bottom pair, maybe that's kind of like a good stabilizing force. Yeah. And I think there's a role for Ryan McDonough. I, I definitely think there's a role for him. I do think what happens with UC Soros changes so much about the defensive roles because if the Predators and, and you know, the, the rumor mill is swirling about Will Trotz trade, UC Soros, will he not? And I think if you, you lose a goaltender like Soros, who keeps you in games, who makes saves that, you know, are just ridiculous, who gives the team a chance to win, if you kind of step away from that, it really changes what you need from your defense. And in that's if, if Soros were to be traded, this is where I think Ryan McDonough is going to be more important. He is not going to be a speed guy. You know, I agree with you. You know, you talk about Andrew Burnett, like if we lose the puck, we're going to go and we're going to get it back right away. You know, McDonough's not necessarily the speed guy, but in front of the net, this is a good, solid defenseman. And I think his role, depending on what happens with goaltending, could really change next season. They might need it to if you see Taros sitting in that net. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to need somebody to kind of park the bus. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard to tell because, you know, ideally – you would want him maybe as kind of like an auxiliary player, like, you know, what Mark Stahl is for the Florida Panthers right now. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy that doesn't play a lot of minutes, but when he does, you know, kind of kind of reliable. Like that's, you know, sort of the not trying to make him do too much role. Right. Um, it's, I think the question is, do the Predators have enough talent in the rest of their defensive core to sort of make him be that guy? Or do they look at this and be like, yeah, okay, we're, we're still going to need to rely on Ryan McDonough as one of like our top four guys. 
Yeah, and I think the defense really becomes a big question. You know, you look at the offense, you hear what Andrew Burnett wants to do, wants to get faster. Barry Trotz has said, we got to get faster. We got to kind of change the way we play. And so you focus on what does that look like for all of these offensive players? What do we need from Philip Forsberg? What do we need from Luke Evangelista? What do we need from, you know, all these forwards? But you also have to look at what do we need from the defense if you make kind of these adjustments and how you play the game. And then it really comes down to you're looking at every single defenseman and saying okay what do we need from you and can you can you bring that to the ice consistently love ryan mcdonough in front of the net love him on special teams he is great at shot blocking i hate the fact that he like hurt himself doing that this season so you know a a lot so there's a, a lot of value to ryan mcdonough in front of the net but you have to look big picture at what's going to happen with this defense next season. And I think there are a ton of questions about the defense, ton of questions. Do the Nashville Predators actually have what they need? Yeah. Uh, interesting conversation. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned Ryan McDonough has obviously been on a lot of championship teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been to the Stanley cup final before what he knows what it takes to win a Stanley cup and he's in Nashville now. Uh, So at the end of the season, you asked him just what's kind of the, uh, you know, what, what do you think of this locker room compared to the ones you had in in New York and Tampa? Let's hear what he has to say. Yeah. I think there's a lot of moving parts. Like you talked about Um, a lot of players shuffling around a lot of different guys, opportunities, management, obviously big change at the top uh, with with Poyle and and, and trots. But uh, at the end of the day, I think we understand we, what our goal is here is, is, is to try to bring the Stanley Cup, and I don't think we should lose sight of that focus. Um, it's it's easier said than than done, but uh, I think the guys understand that uh, there, there's a lot of work that you've got to put in, and I think guys that are willing to do that, you know, kind of look themselves in the mirror individually, look at ourselves at a team, and all the little things that you can do to try and improve your chances there. Um, but really, just uh, setting ourselves up for a more successful year next year. I love this comment by Ryan McDonough because so much about where the Predators are heading, and this was before we had a new head coach, but you think about individual players, you know, what is Cody Glass going to do with his game this year? What are we going to see from a healthy Philip Forsberg, a healthy Roman Yossi? Will Ryan Johansson be back? And you look at these individual pieces, but I love that Ryan McDonough comes back to this point of you also have to look at collectively as a team. What do we need to do collectively to get that Stanley Cup? And here's the thing. This Nashville Predators team is in a reset. I think that expectations are pretty clear. You know, the Predators may or may not make the postseason next year. We're not looking to make probably a deep cup run next season. But Ryan McDonough understands That's the goal. Like, that's where your eyes have to be. And yes, you're in a reset. And yes, you're trying to figure out where individual pieces fit. But in the end, this team has to keep their eye on getting to the Stanley Cup finals. And I like that Ryan McDonough has that perspective. I think it's very helpful for a team that's kind of resetting, kind of refiguring out how they're going to go about getting better. And his thing is, we're not going to just get better. The goal is get to the Stanley cup. And I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. And he was a guy that would know what that takes. Mm-hmm. And let's move on to another predators member that blue line, Jeremy Lazan. 
this is a guy that I don't think a lot of Predators fans exactly know what to make of yet. Of course, <laughs> when he was brought over from Seattle at the trade deadline a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, the Preds gave up a second round pick. A lot of people thought, huh, that's that seems like too much for a guy like Jeremy Lazan. Mm-hmm. Then the Predators re-signed him to a four-year contract, and Predators fans once again said, huh, <laughs> that seems like too much for Jeremy Lazan. Uh, it's clear that the Predators really value this guy or at mm-hmm. least see something moving forward. I and mean, hey, to his credit, uh, 12 points this year, which is a career high. Yeah. Let's not look at the rest of his stats. But, and uh, <laughs> let's start with this one word to describe at Jeremy Lazan's season. So my one word is a throwback to my early mom days when my son Jude was a toddler. And sometimes if you would ask him a question and he wasn't really sure uh, of the answer, his his reply would be, could be, like it could be. And so we, it's just a little bit of the Kimmel lingo we still use. And for me, Jeremy Lazan is a could be, like he could be an important piece for the Nashville Predators moving forward. Like this could be a guy who is a solid depth defense piece for the Nashville Predators. Or it could be that maybe the Predators are going to be paying Jeremy Lazan and wishing maybe they had an opportunity for some other defensemen to step up. And you look at players like, I go back to Spencer Stasny. I know we only saw him for eight games, not saying that he's necessarily ready for a full-time NHL gig, but if you are investing in players for the future, like Jeremy Lazan, is is he going to do enough that you're going to say, hey, you know what, he's the guy we're going to go with and we're not going to invest in somebody like Spencer Stasny in ice time? Could be. I don't know. <laughs> there, there's a there's a lot to break down when it comes to his game there. Yeah. To me and uh, my one word to describe it, Jeremy is on is 2009 Ford Taurus. Oh my goodness. I'm not sure if those exist anymore. Uh, but you know, if you're if you're driving around with a 2009 Ford Taurus, you get what you pay for, mm. which is you're driving around. It gets you to point A to point B. It does the job a car needs to do. When you start taking that 2009 Ford Taurus on cross-country road trips, when you're trying to just speed down the interstate at, you know, 90 miles per hour, you're pushing a little bit. Yeah. And that seems to be Jeremy Lazan's game. When you just need him to go out there and play defense, like, you mm-hmm. know, just make don't make any mistakes in your own zone, keep the other team from scoring, be responsible in front of your net, Jeremy Lasson, pretty good defenseman. Not mm-hmm. bad. When he starts trying to do too much, when you're mm-hmm. asking him to push the puck a little bit, uh, when you're asking him to go out and step up and, and kind of, you know, force play, eh, that's kind of when Jeremy Lasson struggles a little bit. Yeah. And do you remember, uh, I can't remember what game this was, maybe against St. Louis, where Jeremy Lasson had just a really bad game. I remember him having really bad game. Like I think one puck like bounced off him and into the net. Uh, I think the other one was a turnover, like right him straight to whoever scored the goal or set up the goal. There's another one where he just like, you know, was way out of position on a play Uh, and, you know, a rough game. And I think everybody was, you know, they asked John Hines about it afterwards. 
everybody was like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you expect your coach to be like, oh, yeah, everybody has those bad games. No, what did John Hines say? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's because he tried to do too much when he should have yeah. done this. Like, just yeah. threw him right <laughs> under the bus. Yeah. And that kind of seems to be the, the Preds strategy for Lozano a little bit is, no, no, no. We know you want to be the guy that goes out there and is Roman Yossi 2.0. But if you do that, you're going to suck. So please just do what we're paying you for the next <laughs> four years to do, which is stay stay in your own zone, man the blue line, and please don't screw up. Yes, I agree with you. And it's interesting because you see him really wanting to do more, and and, and yet – it doesn't always go well. And so it's like, okay, do you give him a little leash to kind of develop that? Or do we just say, Hey buddy, like, here's what we need from you. No more, no less. Here's what we need from you. And again, I go back to, you know, this defense is going to be a big, a big topic of conversation, especially when it comes to what's going to happen with UC Saros, because you take UC Saros out of the net and in Kevin Lankinen, you know, if Kevin Lankinen, if this is all a big fat, if y'all, but if they do trade Saros and you have Kevin Lankinen in net, Kevin Lankinen is, is a solid goaltender, but he's not going to cover your backside nearly as much as Saros does. And so what you're going to need from your defense is going to be very, very different. It's going to be a lot more stay at home, do your job, be responsible. And you've got to make sure you've got guys that will do that. So the defense, I will tell you, as much as we get excited about looking ahead to this offense and this new offensive scheme, and we're going to be faster and we're going to, you know, control the puck. And we've got these exciting young offensive players. The defense for me, for the Nashville Predators is going to be the thing to watch, especially if something horrible were to happen with UC Soros. And it would be horrible. Like I want to be clear. Being traded. He's not going to die. He's not uh, going to die. Get traded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you hit on something, Anne. Uh, you said that, you know, we've seen Jeremy Lazan want to kind of be that guy, mm-hmm. that guy that pushes play a little bit, that guy that jumps into the offensive zone, maybe takes some chances. Do you see Andrew Burnett maybe letting him do that next year? And if so, under this system where maybe he is going to get a little bit more freedom, do you see that as maybe him kind of stepping up and being that really solid depth defenseman or do you kind of see him going into some of these habits this past year? I think it could go either way. And that's frustrating because I think you're right. If he's given a little bit more leash by Andrew Brunette to like be more involved in the play, be a little bit more aggressive, kind of get in the mix. Hey, you know what? That could pay off. The problem is if it doesn't pay off, it will really hurt the Nashville Predators. So you it's a cost, you know, cost benefit ratio. And to be honest, I don't know if we've seen enough from Jeremy Lazan to know which way that's going to go. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, I think Andrew Burnett's going to give him a chance to do that, you know, Mm -hmm. chance to play in a system. And I think maybe at the end of this year, we could probably see, um, you know, maybe a little bit more about what Jeremy Lozana can become. Yes. 
Yeah. I think this next season is going to be really interesting for players like Jeremy Lazan and for players like Ryan McDonough. Yeah. Uh, well, let us know what you guys think. Either tweet us at LO underscore Predators, or we're also on Facebook now. So search Locked on Predators on Facebook and find us. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think of Jeremy Lazan and Ryan McDonough's season and what grade you would give them and why. We would love to hear from you. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at Penalty Box Radio or follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you're looking at. And we will be back tomorrow with an all new episode. We'll see you then.